It's quite astonishing how much help and advice there is out in the public domain. Everything from roof and floor insulation to replacing the boiler and central heating system, from finding out how much power you're wasting, from leaving TVs and microwaves on standby all the time, to discovering just how much heat escapes through your windows. You may remember that Bryony Peace from Home Energy Scotland told the meeting about the help they can give, both over the phone and in home visits. We've had one, and the inspection was pretty comprehensive. But she also stressed just how much money was available from the government to help you cut your energy consumption, and thus your bills, and indeed your carbon footprint as well. The main part of our service is that we'll help people access government funding. So we have the grant fund through Warmer Homes Scotland and we have various interest-free loans. So the Home Energy Scotland interest-free loan for insulation, renewable technologies, upgrades to heating systems. And we also have funding for small businesses through Resource Efficient Scotland, loan funding for electric vehicles. It's quite widespread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we try to make it quite broad. A visit from Home Energy Scotland, however, won't by itself be enough to unlock access to that cash. Their advisors have recently stopped paying home visits, but the experts you'll hear from now on in this podcast have not. What you need is an official Independent Energy Performance Certificate, or EPC. An accredited advisor comes to the house and inspects it with the proverbial fine-tooth comb. The result is a whole house energy report. Meet Shirley Patterson from NextGenergy, who's a Green Deal assessor. So what's she looking for? I always say this to customers, every home is unique, every building is different. So I'm there to find out much more about the building. So what exactly are you looking at? It's everything to do with its construction. So the envelope of the property, it's the floors, the walls, the roofs and the insulations in those. The age of the construction, even for the walls, it's the the lining inside those walls. If it has lining, sometimes it's hard plastered. And getting access to insulation where that's possible and to evidence that. So I'm up ladders, looking in lofts, measuring and photographing. Sometimes there's floor hatches and I'm opening floor hatches and getting evidence of insulation. So you probably know the house better than the owner. Well, sometimes we discover things together, shall I say it that way. But there's sometimes things that I'm looking for that the owner's been totally unaware of. And we'll have usually a really good discussion while we're working around the house. One of the important things, of course, about this is you're also measuring the way in which energy escapes from the house. That's right. Which is contributing to the bills we're all paying. That's right. So I'm looking at where there's draft proofing. So it could be around doors, it could be around windows. There's finer elements of draft proofing as well, but those are the the really important ones that come into this report. I'm also looking at ventilation. So vents under floors, there could be open flues, there could be open fireplaces and typically older properties, but not Sometimes flues have been capped or sealed. Sometimes they've been temporarily sealed, so technically they're still open. Sometimes there are log burners, like what they call closed-to-room heaters in place now. So a former flue for an open fire maybe is now fitted with a multi-fuel stove fire or a log burner stove fire. And the flues really, the, the heater's closed to the room. So there's glass doors at the front of it. But the important thing is what 
this certificate does mm -hmm. is it opens the door to government funding to actually make your property more efficient. That's correct. And often I'm working with homes and working with clients and they have been unaware of how much potentially they could be accessing funding-wise once they've got a qualifying report. And this EPC is a qualifying report. Currently, Scottish Government funding can total up to, it's quite unbelievable, up to £38,500 of grants and interest-free loans to help implement the recommendations on the EPC report. Those loans are substantial figures for some people and they can be spread over, repaid over up to 12 years. But that includes things like double glazing or secondary glazing or changes to the insulation of walls and, mm -hmm. and roofs and that kind of thing. Yes, glazing-wise it can support the installation of secondary glazing, double glazing. For insulations, there's all different sorts of insulation, so under the floor or in the walls or in the lofts, flat roofs, sloping roofs, rooming roofs, that's for typically properties with dormer windows or roof windows. There could be room and roof insulation needed or, 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 or advised as a recommendation on the report. Could help with new heating systems, so that could mean uh, new boilers or up-to-date modern storage heaters. It could mean a renewable heating system for the property. It could mean solar panels for the property to generate its own electricity. It could mean solar thermal panels to generate its own heat energy for for hot water. Now, given that there are a lot of properties within Portobello and indeed dead wider Edinburgh, but we'll stick with Portobello for the moment, mm -hmm. which are Victorian and therefore have a lot of potential problems. It's typical that I find there, there are a number of energy efficiency improvements they, they can be making without even looking at the renewables and what the, the, the current Scottish Government funding helps with renewables. So... Insulations are paramount on every place that insulation can be fitted, it's advisable to get it. Draft proofing, absolutely, around windows, around doorways, anything else you can draft proof, which might be temporarily sealing flues, if those flues are open, get the proper thing, like a chimney balloon or... You get sort of mop duster type ones as well that create a barrier to cold drafts coming down the flue. Heating controls is quite one that's often overlooked. This property I've just been in has a timer, a programmer, it has a room thermostat and there's uh, some valves on radiators that are fully adjustable. There's even better heating controls sometimes. Time and temperature zone control might be appropriate for a property that maybe has a ground floor in an upstairs or a larger property that sometimes an adult's bedroom is one zone, a kid's bedroom is another zone and people can have a self-fitted system that creates zones within a property so that the timing of their heating and the temperature of their heating in each of those zones is individualised and that all helps reduce the bills, reduces the amount of energy needed to heat those areas. And with the current keenness in this particular area to reduce the amount of carbon that is actually put into the atmosphere. That actually is quite significant if you can actually achieve a lot of that. It is indeed. And my own example and things I've done myself are 
quite testament to that. I have improved my own house over the years. I always say it's not been overnight, it's been step by step, it's been progressive. Something that people often think about when it comes to making their homes more energy efficient is installing double glazing, or perhaps solar panels. So it comes as rather a surprise to learn that for historic houses, of which there are many in Portobello, Lake Georgian, Victorian homes, the best solution may instead be secondary glazing. That's where you keep your existing windows but add an extra layer attached to the window frame. By the way, solar panels may not even be allowed on homes in a conservation area like ours. Dr Tanya Ewing runs a company called Glaze and Save. She's passionate about energy conservation. She has a number of patents to her name in this field. But while Glaze and Save specialises in secondary glazing, she insists that such big-budget investments are the last things people should actually go for. Instead, they should think about making smaller behavioural changes first. Controlling your heating to make sure that it goes on and off when the house is needed. Often we have the heating on even when we leave the home for an extra hour or half hour or so. There's no need for that at all. Heating can go on half an hour before you leave a home and you would never notice. Setting it to make sure that it goes on at a suitable time. My own house takes 45 minutes if it's around sort of 5 degrees plus in the middle of winter. If it drops below that, then it's an hour to an hour and 15 minutes. So I set my heating every night before I go to bed. That presumably means that with a lot of houses, our own included, we'd actually have to have the controls completely renewed. You absolutely need to have a control that you understand and you can get easy access to if you can't then change your controls you'll actually get your money back with the cost it takes you to change the controls take charge of what's going on in the house understand where your energy and your heat and your power is going through the night in britain the average house 20 percent of their energy bill is through the night when they're sleeping and it's understanding where that's coming from and turning them off most of the time. You're saying through the night. So presumably that's things like microwave cookers, or the clocks on them, just a standby thing in your TV. It could also be a fridge freezer that was a wedding gift 30 years ago and costing several hundred pounds a year to keep cool. It's understanding every appliance and then working it accordingly. That's going to take time, but not that much time, I would have thought. One of the quickest things is, do you feel some heat coming from it or a little bit of a noise? And that lets you know that it's actually taking quite a bit of power all the time. And you can get sockets from supermarkets and, and online that you can put your plug into and then plug it in and it'll instantly tell you the cost of that appliance when it's on standby and running. Let's move on to the next stage. What are the most important things that you should be thinking about doing? After the behavioural change, some of that can just be the thermal comfort side of headboards against outside walls and just looking at how your where your feet is touching and that you're comfortable. Is the drafts is monitoring and getting control of the drafts versus ventilation. Older properties have too much airflow, and that's just because the buildings moved over time, or lots of zealous workmen have made different holes and not quite fitted things in the way that they should. And it's going around the house and looking at where these drafts and the ventilation is and plugging them, basically. The, the biggest one of all, it's a quickest fix ever, if anybody from this recording takes away, is under your kitchen sink. I think every plumber in Britain has this massive drill bit for a tiny little pipe that comes up and actually it can give you up to five degrees of cold air coming in on a, on a windy, cold winter's day. It's not even emptying your kitchen cupboard, it's just removing the kick plate, getting down your hands and knees and packing it with some insulation, like your loft insulation, that's fire retardant and breathable. But it packs that, stops that draft, that's not ventilation, that's a draft coming into now the that kitchen. That sounds like a 
quarter of an hour job. Oh, absolutely. It's quickest fix of all. And, and that actually can affect your bedrooms upstairs. Literally, that draft coming in can be sucked through the whole house. In any centrally heated house, of course, you've got radiators all around the place. One of the important things which is really vital for people to do is to have control over the heat that actually goes out of the radiators. Yes, it's called a thermostatic radiator valve for a TRV. And every radiator, possibly apart from the master, should have one of those. And it actually is its own thermostat. It will click itself off when the temperature in that room is at a certain level, rather than continuously putting out heat. So these pay for themselves because they become effective. There's lots of other things that I see that you can do or easily do with radiators. It's just to simply bleed them. The amount of radiators I see that are half full of air, they moan that the room's cold, but they don't realise that all they have to do is bleed the radiator. Or there's a lot of slurry in the system and it's been piling up in the radiator. And whilst it does warm up, it's not as efficient and it would actually be cost effective to have that removed. But there are other things you can do with radiators as well. Yeah, interestingly, there's a fantastic new liquid that you can add to radiators that will allow the heat, the water to actually heat up quicker and stay warmer for longer. 9 to 15% more efficiency just by simply adding a special liquid. Endotherm is one of the brands. Also, the heat in a radiator, it's two-way a radiator, so as much as going out one side as the other. So if you've got it on an external wall, you're going to lose up to 45% of the heat. So putting some form of a reflector down the back will decrease that by around 30%, 35%. So the payback is literally weeks for something as simple. In an internal radiator, not as much, but if it's on an upstairs floor and you're literally heating your attic, then it could benefit as well. And a lot of the air from a radiator goes straight up in the air and right across the ceiling and eventually falls back down again, or some of it does. It's to put a fan over the top of a radiator. IKEA won the most awards with their fan, a rad fan or something like that, and it circulates the heat immediately straight out. It does give a little bit of a noise, but boy, does it make the room very comfortable. And they're self-powering. Presumably, if you've got a television on, you won't hear that fan. You don't hear it at all. And I think it's four pence a year. It does need to have a socket, but once it starts up, it takes no electricity whatsoever. So uh, let's move on to another key thing, which is particularly here in Portobello, when you've got a lot of houses built in a conservation area, they are single glazed and a lot of the heat must surely be going out directly through the glass. Unfortunately, yes. The windows themselves are a massive asset. I must must say that your single glazed windows, your wood windows, will last another century at least. Anything else you'd replace it with, you'd be deeply disappointed. And Historic Environment Scotland have said you'd be replacing them four times for the lifespan that you would get with your existing windows. But yes, they're not insulated and there's a number of things that you can do. The first thing is simply to have some insulating blinds or curtains and close them an hour before it gets cold outside. Or you can look at some form of permanent secondary glazing and there's wonderful different inventions magnetic glazings out there easy to fit with the shutter still working but you have to make sure there's some fire retardancy with them as well well, that's something that your own company has done. We're multi-award winning. We're called Glaze and Save and our product's called Invisitherm and it's a breathable fire retardant polycarbonate that will make your listed window, your single glaze window, as warm as swapping it out for a double glazing window. But the important thing is not just to go for one part of it. You've really got to be actually thinking of seeing this as a package. Absolutely. You look at the the actual behavioural and how you're running your home, first of all. You look at your quick, simple solutions, your draft proofing, and your insulating where you can, and making sure that the appliances you have, you're not wasting money, and you're, you're using them to the best advantage. And your thermally comfort, so when your feet are on a rug rather than a wooden floor. And then you look on to our secondary glazing has a guarantee payback. We can 
actually calculate per room how quickly you'd get your money back. Same with loft insulation, floor insulation. And these are things that people... Is Home Energy Scotland support financially with grants and, and interest-free loans as people should consider that capital expense, knowing that they're going to get the money back over often a very short period of time. So how do you go about getting a grant or an interest-free loan? Once you have that all-important EPC, it's a question of calling Home Energy Scotland, the numbers included on the introduction page to this episode, along with links to other organisations, and having quite a long conversation with them about what you and your home actually need. And that can even include a loan to buy an electric car or bicycle. And then you just have to sit down at your computer, fill in an online form and wait for the result. <laughs> 